2: You know what I love about the Blood Origins family? Is they bring unique
1: individuals to the table. And Ken Yang, today's podcast guest, is no different. You see, Ken used to be an anti-hunter. He's from Laos, his family's from Laos, and the slaughtering of pigs and cattle as a young boy caused him to not enjoy the sight of an animal being killed which translated to him being an anti-hunter. But as soon as he got a bird dog, he realized that that bird dog's purpose in life was to hunt. And through him, he needed to become the hunter so that the bird dog could fulfill its purpose. That's why Ken went from being an anti-hunter to a hunter. And today he's trying to mentor
2: new hunters, even though he's a new hunter himself, a fascinating conversation. I hope you enjoy it. All right. So we
1: have mutual friends in common that introduced us. Yep. Uh, Tori Loomis. Yep. How do you know Tori?
2: Uh, clubhouse. Yeah.
1: So she, every time she says like, Robbie, you need to come on to clubhouse. You need to come on to club clubhouse. And I'm like, Tori, I don't have time. I, 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 I I work all day. She'll text me like in the middle of a work day and say, you need to get on clubhouse right now. Yeah. Like Tori I'm at work. (laughs) There's no way I can jump on clubhouse right now, but I, I really like the concept of clubhouse.
2: Yeah. Um, I like it too. It was, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I met a lot of great people on there. So.
1: So you're a chef.
2: No, I am just a regular, <laughs> a regular person uh, hunter. So I just started hunting uh, four, four years ago. Adult onset hunter, you could call it. So, yeah, but so
1: you, you, so you, you started. How old are you, uh, Ken?
2: Uh, so I'm 31. Okay, so you. T- so I started when I was 27. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's about the same time I started hunting. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, I was 27, but I have obviously a steeped heritage of hunting in my blood. My grandfather Mm -hmm. hunted all over the world. My my father was a camp boy in the heyday of Africa, Uh, but I never got to hunt. I got raised in a town of or a a town, a city of eight and a half million people. Okay. And all of the sort of experiences that my father, my grandfather had in Mozambique and South Africa and elsewhere was essentially gone. Oh, okay. Um, Either raped through civil war and uh, pillaged for the pot or for illegal purposes, or just wasn't available because we were growing up in a very much urban lifestyle than a hunting lifestyle, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you never, what made you want to start? Okay. I guess we all got kind of a same. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) The reason
1: I wanted to start hunting was because I was in Mississippi and I was around people that hunted. and. I was like, I've heard, I know what hunting is. I've I've read all the stories. I have the trophies on the wall, as you can see behind me. Those are my grandfather's trophies. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And became a redneck hunter overnight. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that was that, man. And five, you know, six years later, seven years later, was really struggling with, like, how was I going to, I had two boys. I was struggling to understand, like, how was I going to interpret this this idea of hunting into them Mm -hmm. and answer the questions of like, daddy, why are you, why are you killing this animal? Mm -hmm. And really thinking through that, like philosophical thing that is like why we actually go and hunt. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will be, um, you know, they'll be a little abrasive and they'll say, ah, because I like to kill things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think that's true because if it was, You'd go volunteer at the local abattoir. Right, right. Kill as much shit as you want.
2: Right. Yeah, there's a bigger
1: But you hunt that has an element of fair chase, an element of of of, you know, the definition of hunting is to chase and to gather and to seek. Yeah. And there's a chance of there's a there's a um there's a chance of failure built into hunting. There's it's nothing certain in hunting. Yep. So it can't really be all about the kill then, can it?
2: No, I can't.
1: (laughs) So why did you start hunting?
2: Um, I started hunting because of my hunting dog. So I grew up around hunting. My dad is he's from Laos. He's hunted his whole life. Coming to the US, he had to learn how to hunt again with regulations, right? And he's been hunting ever since I can remember, but
1: Dad is still alive?
2: Yep, dad's still alive. He's still hunting to this day with me. Awesome. Yep. But yeah, he picked up a hunting dog, and or like a second hunting dog, and I was like, "Well, let me let me take the dog," and then after that, it was just the rest is history. So,
1: well, let me um, I I always do this. I am very poor at introducing people because we just <laughs> get into, uh, you know, we just get into the conversation right away, which I like because um, yeah, it it gauges people right away. So, uh, Ken, go ahead and introduce yourself, please.
2: Yeah, so um. My name is King. Um, I am from Minnesota. Adult Onset Hunter started hunting four years ago. Um, I started a web, my own website minnesota-hunter.com to teach people how to hunt. Basically, mentor people um, for free, right? Somebody
1: who only started hunting four years ago has decided to, men- to build a website to mentor new hunters?
2: Yep, that's right. <laughs> Why? Um just cuz when I was so before I started hunting I was very anti-hunting. I was very immersed in nature, but I was anti-hunting and so um when I had that realization that you know hunting connects is a bigger, you know, it's a bigger part of the web of life, right? And so finding out that connection when I started hunting, I want people to realize that as well. Mm. And so showing them that you know we're not the community isn't as exclusive as it is as it can be shown to be or whatnot and that you know you, you can get a lot out of it spiritually mentally physically right
1: yeah so i want to backtrack a little bit yeah you were an anti-hunter yep <laughs> you so you you physically had a repulsion to hunting you you made a stance against hunting
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, I grew up around, um, my dad's still very traditional, my family is, and so they would, like, slaughter pigs or cows and bring me along, and, you know, just that that visual side of that kind of traumatized me a little, you could say. Okay. Um, Also, I I grew up around, like, the Disney era where Bambi was the main character and, you know, stuff like, you know, um, external influences that, you know, kind of... Shit me to say, you know, hunting, you don't need hunting. Why do we need it? Right? We have the grocery stores and stuff like that. Well. So um, and I also again, I was really in- immersed in nature where I could sit outside for hours and watch birds, you know, um, pick out birds and just be at one with nature. And that's where I thought that connection was at, like, that's as far as you can get, right? Just like being outside, you know.
1: So watching. why was the why was the I can understand, obviously, the trauma, you know, watching a pig getting slaughtered or a cow getting slaughtered. How did that translate to hunting, though? Like, why were you anti the hunting?
2: So, uh, yeah, like I said, again, um, I always like to just sit outside and watch (laughs) birds. And so hunting was like uh, the, uh, the opposite of that, from what I saw, where they were taking it away. So the beauty of nature—they were taking it away, right? Killing. So when
1: you said you saw, and I, I, I'm unpacking this because it's going to be germane to why you're a hunter today. Yeah. What What do you mean? What did you see?
2: What did I see? Bird watching, or?
1: No, no, no. You You mentioned it's it's what I saw. Like that's why I wasn't anti-hunter. The things that I saw.
2: Oh yeah, it's just like everything. Um, growing up, that I saw, like you know, from loving nature and then seeing hunters taking that away. Right. Just that first visual, like you see people holding pictures of dead animals or shooting like a beautiful duck out of the sky. Um, you know, like that is visually like it it just takes away from what I really like to do, which was bird watching, you know? So that's why, you know, made me kind of, which I was anti hunting back then, you know, it's like they're taking it away versus giving it back. Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you got the bird dog, yep <laughs> so that doesn't mean you have to become a hunter,
2: though. No, so I like animals very much, <laughs> and so you know, when I have a dog, I'm like, I want her to have the best life, you know, um be um or I guess you could say live for what her her purpose is right and which was to okay. be hunting. And so I was like, okay, well, let me look into the breed line, like she's a German wire hair pointer, so okay searching where they came from how are they were developed what kind of game they like you know, what kind of game they hunt and realizing that you know i don't like she's uh, a deeper family member to me than you know nature right And so putting her needs in front of that and figuring out that hey you know it's like a I i can get justify her having to hunt because in the wild <laughs> she would be out hunting and eating right so sure, that's sure. kind of i'd be like okay well if we kill a pheasant that's kind of like her feeding herself. <laughs> so,
1: so, but the dog. So, you, you, you took the mindset that the dog needed to kill the pheasant, or you needed to kill the pheasant.
2: That the dog needed to. <laughs> okay. And okay. then, yeah. And then for me, you know, because I am the hunter, I'm like, okay, pheasant. I just look at it as chicken, right? I had to tell myself like, hey, I'm just eating another chicken. It's just a wild chicken. Um, don't look. So at when it you were an as-
1: anti hunter, leading up to this. You weren't vegan. You would no. eat meat
2: still. I eat meat, yes.
1: And how did you, did you, did you not have an internal justification struggle with that?
2: Uh, no, I didn't have an internal Okay. struggle with that. <laughs> I like meat. So it's just, you know, like we we see the meat in the grocery store, but we don't see the animal getting killed right. behind it. Of right. Course. But
0: of course, um,
2: you know, when we killed, when we had slaughtered a pig or a cow, that's kind of the. The times where I'd be iffy on eating it, just because I saw, you know, like the pig being killed, and then you know I'd be like, "Ah, maybe I don't want to eat that dish today because you know I just saw the animal was alive two hours ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you got the bird dog. You're thinking, okay, I need to go. I need to be the hunter for the dog, right? This is -hmm. more for the dog than for me. Yep. I'm gonna have to do it. Did you? I guess this is where sort of spurns this idea of, you know, being a little bit more inclusive to people. Mm-hmm. How, did you just decide, okay, you know, did you borrow your dad's shotgun and say, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm going out in the field and I'm going to shoot something. And he was like, who are you, son?
2: <laughs> no, he's, he's always wanted me to go out since I was little. And so I think he's like inside, he's probably like, heck yeah. He, now he wants to go out. Right. And so. 100%. Yeah. So I'm like, dad, uh, I'm going to go hunting with my dog with you. And then he's like, okay, um, you need to do this, this, and this. And we had a whole bunch of arguments, right? Cause I'm seeing TV influencers and they have all these nice gear and they're doing this and that, but he's like, you don't need none of that. All you need is a really good shotgun and clothes from Walmart or like cheap clothes and get in the field with your dog. You know? And I was like, but you know, like this is not what I'm seeing in this industry, right? And mm-hmm. so he's like, he's like, no, you don't need a, you don't need all that. The, the reason to go out there is to, you know, it, it costs a lot of money already to go out there. So any way you can cut costs, uh, to bring home meat is is the main purpose, right? The reason why you're really going out there. So yeah, yeah.
1: Sounds like your dad's a super wise individual.
2: I don't know sometimes i think he's i mean sometimes i think he's really wise And sometimes i when i doubt him he always proves me wrong for some reason like
1: <laughs> look it's it's funny man you know as as a son i'm a son obviously to my dad uh, yeah he's no longer with us but you you know i'm a dad now and i have mm-hmm. two boys and they're gonna look at me the same way i looked at my dad you know they're yeah. gonna say what is this old timer, man? he has no
2: idea right no idea what he's saying but yeah <laughs> In fact, they do know a little bit. They do. Yeah, they do know. It's just it's crazy. It's
1: so do you remember the first thing you killed? Do you remember that thing, the the thing, the pheasant or whatever it was?
2: I don't remember the moment, but I I do remember I did kill a pheasant. It wasn't an opener. I know that. um, But it was during later in that season um, in the winter on my first season. So um, but it was like, oh, my gosh, finally, like. I just felt a sense of yes, like I did it. You know what I mean? Like me and my dog did it. So,
1: dog went and retrieved it.
2: Yep, yep. So it was like a, it was a big moment. Like you know, just a sense of like we. we I set my mind to it. I did it with my dog, or you know, I tried the hunting with my dog, and we finished it. And you know, it's something that you know, we're gonna keep doing because it was it was so much fun. The whole journey itself was fun.
1: So. I want to pivot to perceptions, mm-hmm. because you had a perception of hunting. Yep. As an anti-hunter, you became a hunter. Yep. And now have sort of evolved internally to what you do, why you do it. Yep. So, wh- so that's what I was trying to tease out of you before. Like, what, what, what were those external p- pressures that caused you to be an anti-hunter, and now that you're a hunter? Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that those external pressures aren't causing the next king to become an anti-hunter?
2: <laughs> I think those external pressures are still very probably even more um, pre- prevalent or more noticeable today, right? Um, right? We have so much going on where they're desensitizing things and they're not letting um, you know, not even just that, but then kids coming up and seeing dead animal they're just they don't understand right we have those ipad babies where they're not even in touch with being outside right and so it's definitely hard um trying to take that away for the next person uh but that's what i'm trying to do right and so i'm trying to tell show people that um it is a bigger bigger like world out there than it really like than what you really see if as long as you're willing to be vulnerable and take take a leap. <laughs> I don't know. So,
1: so how do you show that, Ken? How, what are you doing to show that?
2: Yeah, I think um, just showing uh, what I'm going through and my struggles and being vulnerable to them as well, right? What I, what you see on TV sometimes isn't really what reality. And so what I'm trying to do is prove that, you know, yeah, I'll mess up, you know, or I make mistakes. Um, but also that, you know, you, you can do it um, costly, and it is—it's a part of you being human, right? When you're born, you—you're you're naturally born to hunt and gather, you know. And so, making sure people know that through my through my website or through my content, just showing them that, you know, getting back to that will make you a better person and more happy.
1: Do you think that we have created in the hunting community for the people becoming hunters, like you said, like you had mm-hmm. this? You approached your dad and you're like, hey, I'm going to hunt, but I'm going to need X, Y, and Z. And your dad looked at you like, you're crazy. You don't need mm-hmm. any of that. Do you think that we have created a, a realm of a realm of perfection? I think so. In the hunting community, that isn't reality.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think we've created a realm of perfection. And also too, it's not just the community, but being a society in itself, people are used to quick wins or quick, um, grat- quick gratification, and so that mixed in with our community being, um, showing that you know you have to make a kill or you know it's all about um, doing this, this, and this to get to get uh, an animal, right? That both of those influences like um, are making it tough on people to want to try. I feel like, um. Like let's just say you know when i when i first started duck hunting um it was pretty pretty tough to get in you know people duck, i mean duck hunting itself is hard but in the duck hunting community they're pretty like lips sealed about where they're hunting how they're hunt, hunting but you know there's there's those big influencers out there where they're showing you tips and tricks and giving you advice but no one's really telling people how to do it from like start to finish, I, I would say, right? They tell you what to, how to set up your decoys or how to set up your blind, but they're not telling you exactly, like, where do you, where do you park? right? How early do you get there? Uh, what are you looking for um, in terms of when you're scouting or when you're sitting in the blind waiting for the ducks? You know, it's just small stuff that you can't really teach, I'd say, but, you know, you'd have to be there with someone. But I'm trying to put that out in a digital space where I try to connect that, you could say.
1: But you're not asking. Let me make sure that we're not we're not um, setting you up here. You're not asking for someone to show you. Hey, this is the place you need to hunt because there's
2: ducks here. Right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to say. I mean, I have it all. you not. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Yeah. The, the, there's people that you know will call you out, Kane, and say that's the that's the part of the journey. That's part of the hunt, right? That you you figure it out. That you've got do the you've got to do the legs you got to do the work to find the spots but you're not saying that you're not saying hey give me where you where you hunt right i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna kill ducks
2: right i'm not saying yeah i don't i'm not saying give me your your spot or give me your honey hole i'm saying teach me like where do i need to go in the morning and how do i how do i even scout like um if i have a boat where do i set up a decoys on a certain part right um just like the small stuff like checking the depth right like if i'm going out and i don't have a boat or canoe how do i hunt on water right or how do i not hunt on water it's the simple stuff and so um you can't really learn that unless you have a mentor right i was lucky my dad he doesn't duck hunt but he does hunts and he, he's taught me how to you know the basics of hunting how to be comfortable out there knowing that you're on public land and you know, you have the right to be out there just as much as anybody else, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was very yeah, it was very um, confusing at first, you could say, and without someone to teach you.
1: Yeah, I can absolutely see that. You know, I yeah. luckily I had you know friends that you know would take me and show me and yeah. Um, but I can see that. I can see how. Just, it's, I guess it's very difficult for someone who, you know, if you've grown up hunting, your family hunts. Mm-hmm. It's almost, again, hunting is in your blood kind of thing. And it is, in, it is in everyone's blood, but there's also this idea that they've been around it for so long. It's just almost like second nature. Right. And then someone who's coming brand new to it, mm-hmm. there's things that you take for granted. Exactly what you say, like when I pull up to, uh, you know, public boat launch. Right. Like, is there, uh, you know, do I park my boat here? Do I park <laughs> my car over here? Where do I yeah. go when I go off the, what am I looking for? Right. You know,
2: yeah. I want well, when to be I,
1: successful, but I also
2: right. don't know anything. Right. Exactly. Like, just honey, Minnesota itself, um, where's the lines to public and what's not, right? Yeah, they market on maps and stuff like that, but how can you tell just being out there? How can you explain it to somebody, right? Um, When's a good time to drive? When's a good time to go hunting versus not because of the weather, Um, stuff like that. So,
1: so what do we change, Ken? How do we, what are you doing?
2: What, what I'm doing is just trying to create a platform where I can express that through a digital space, right. And hopefully be able to mentor new hunters and provide a inclusive space for anti hunters and just for adult onset hunters as well, right. You know, when I started hunting, a lot of the forums were like, "Oh, where do you hunt?" And you know everybody's like, live seal, but you know like there's there's those community holes or community spots that everybody knows of that you know you can give the guy right instead of just giving them the short answer, saying, "Oh, put your boots on the ground, you know <laughs> but I think um the community in itself, we should be more open to um, helping others, right like give, going a little taking the extra step to help the newer people. Um, and that's just what I'm trying to do. It's just trying to be out there to help people if they have questions, um, and give them that the right advice the first time. Um, and again, like,
1: you know, it's funny, I agree with you. I think that we should all be a little bit more open and we should all try and mm-hmm. help them, but I'll play devil's advocate for a second. That yeah. there's you know, a lot of people have done a lot of work to find these, these hunting places, um, they, they do, as we've just said, they do have the experience. They do have the ability Mm -hmm. to have the friends and the family behind them, the experience. And, you can I can almost understand why they're, they're tight lipped to, Hey, I don't want to give too much information out here. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'll, I'll use, let me use, let me use, um, You might have listened to Matt Ronella's podcast with us and you heard the whole controversy about Matt Ronella, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Matt was one of those that was like, I'm not going to give you my public spaces to Mm -hmm. hunt. Mm -hmm. But he also, in the same breath, said, If you want to come hunting with me, I'll take you. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think that that happened. I think that will, I think that's probably more common than you think. Yeah. That someone would say, I'm not going to tell you where to hunt, mm-hmm. but I think but if, yeah. if you asked them, if you just stepped out there and, and I'll, I'll use it uh, an old adage that my dad, since we've talked about our dads a lot already, yeah. my dad gave me a very good piece of advice. He said this, he said, son, if you don't ask for what you want, mm-hmm. you're never going to get it. Yeah. And the worst thing that someone can tell you is no. Yep. So, you know, I think also, I think the, you know, being inclusive obviously requires someone to say, yes, come. Right. But also, on the other side of the coin, the person who wants to learn, feel free to ask, man. You know, ask, hey, would you mind if you're going hunting tomorrow? Do you you mind me jumping along with you? Mm -hmm. You know, you may have to reassure them that I'm not going to like GPS the point where I'm going. (laughs) But um, I just want to learn. I just, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I want to learn. And I may, I think, I think people would be surprised by how much, how much response you get from a tactic like that.
2: Yeah, I think there's a big shift going, you know, where people are saying, you know, want to be more inclusive. But from what I've seen is, you know, like, I want people to have that experience where they're successful on their own the first time too, you know, and being there as a, or as a digital mentor, providing that space for them to show them that they can do it on their own and they don't have to rely on somebody. Right. Um, that's kind of the goal where I'm going towards, but yeah, I agree with you. Like if you don't step up and ask, then you'll, you'll never know. Right. Like you said, the worst, the worst they can say is no. right? And they say no, they go to someone else. Um, and that's true. So if you, you know, you any listeners trying to wanting to hunt, uh, yeah, just ask. That's the best way. That's the quickest way really is to really find a, an actual mentor. So
1: for those that are, are listening to us, the three people that listen to this podcast, by the way, we've got a th- three listeners. We've got a huge audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm joking. It's doing pretty well actually. Um, yeah, what would be do you have a central piece of advice to someone that is like shit I don't know if I want to hunt
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm interested in hunting is there a central piece of thing that you're like you know this is what I would suggest
2: Yeah I would say if you're questioning hunting um so yeah if you're questioning hunting uh and you're like questioning if you want to hunt or not I'd say do it because it will connect you back to so many like emotions and um different different opportunities or different viewpoints on things right so me when i started hunting i was like okay yeah i'm no longer an anti-hunter right but also it's brought me back to my to my monk community even more now right understanding where the food that you know the kind of food we make is the recipes we have is because of what we what we do with the game we have right and so Stuff like that, and then uh, you know this second part, like how do you like get started again? Like yeah, just ask a mentor or ask someone. Do you think you have
1: a deeper appreciation? You started this whole thing by saying I was an anti-hunter because I loved nature.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you have a deeper
1: appreciation now that you're a hunter?
2: Oh yeah, so much deeper. Um, Why do
1: you have a deeper appreciation? (laughs)
2: So first, like, you know, the community, you think that they're just taking away killing animals, but really, you know, the sales of guns and animals goes back to conservation, duck stamp, when you're waterfall hunting goes back to conservation, um, groups of people that I, I'm always passionate about the outdoors, these are people who are really passionate about the outdoors and are in the hunting community, right? And so. I can relate with them so much better than the anti-hunting groups, <laughs> um, and wanting to conserve nature. Um, and also, if you love nature, but you've never hunted, you don't really know nature until you've killed something in nature, right? Because that's kind of a life, like like a life and death part, right? And so when you see that um, that part of it, it gives you more wisdom, I guess you could say. Also, like, like uh, uh, going back to bird watching, I used to like watching ducks, and I thought I knew ducks. But when I started duck hunting, I was like, okay, I did not, I do not know ducks. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, when you're hunting a species, you just learn about the animal so much, um, and you're really putting yourself in that animal's um, shoes to to learn it, right? And so that way, you can have a successful hunt.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, you go from the way that I like to couch it is, you go from being an observer of nature like mm-hmm. you just expressed you you like to go out and watch birds yeah you're observing nature yep to now you are a participant in nature you are part of her you are part of yes. mother earth gaia herself yep and you understand her cycle you understand her heartbeat you understand that yes. there's life and death and there's a cycle to
2: it right mm-hmm. yep Exactly. That
1: is the difference. That's yes. the connection that, that that hunting brings you. Yes, it's communicating that. <laughs> the person you used to be—that is the challenge.
2: Yes, that is the challenge. It is. It is hard. I mean, until you're the person, I mean, until you, are anti-hunting still, and until you get out there and shoot a gun and you know kill an animal, that you're not gonna know it. Um, and it's not just the moment of killing the animal, like you said, but it's just being out there and immersed, like, immersing immerse yourself into nature. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, I'm glad
1: that you are, you know, pushing the envelope in terms of trying to bring new hunters into the fold and, 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 I think someone like you is the best person to do it because you, you were there four years ago and dare I say, you're still there today. Yeah. And so you're almost like in the cycle with that individual who wants to learn to hunt more. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so glad that Tori and Ricky decided said to me, hey, you need to connect with <laughs> this guy and uh, get him on a podcast. And I said, no, absolutely. Anybody that <laughs> was an anti-hunter who is now a hunter, I yeah. want to speak with. So
2: thank you, my friend. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on and providing me a space to to talk about, you know, trying to change people's minds into hopefully someone hears this and they're like, all right, I'm gonna try hunting. You know? So Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly right. Thank you, brother.
2: Yep. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate it.
1: Well that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.
2: When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know
0: right here at Hawk's Cave. Oh! Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Four in the morning. Join me,
1: Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners. Every Monday at
2: 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV up in the sky.